0: It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. We all need a set of tools. It's just kind of part of life that we need some tools to rely on. Maybe in your work you use a computer or a calculator or maybe if you're old school you might lose, use a slide rule or maybe you do construction, maybe you use a hammer or a saw or, or maybe you cook and you have your special spatula or your knife set, all of those pieces that are parts of how you do your day. I also believe that there are tools that we have that we use to get through life, our thought tools. I was recently at a conference and... One of the presenters was talking about memory and how you you can have tools for your memory. And he, he told us about some tools for how you access your memory in better ways. It was very interesting to watch these tools that I'd never heard of. And that was part of what was behind my desire to do this, this series of podcasts on the tools of, uh, of thriving, of how we bring thriving into our lives because we have a tool set, a kind of a, our tool belt that we can pull out at different times and use in different ways. Now, the difference between like your spatula or your hammer or your slide rule uh, is that these tools are often mental pieces, mental understandings, places you can return to and rely on to move you through. In fact, that's the nice thing about that because no matter where you are, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life If you've got the mental tools, the tools that you can rely on, the mindset methods of thriving, then you have something at your disposal. Now, as we go through these tools, you'll see that not all of them are mental. Some of them are actually physical things that we do, physical ways of understanding, things that you can map out. Today, though, is mostly mental but only mostly. There, there's a little bit that I want you to, to do with a pen and pencil so or a pen and paper or pencil and paper or maybe even a slide rule. So go ahead and grab a piece of paper and go ahead and grab something to write with and we'll get to that in just a minute because today what we want to talk about is thought. The reason is because thought is some place that we spend a whole lot of time in our life we spend a lot of mental energy going through things in our head, in our mind. You, you may find yourself waking up thinking about things, or maybe you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about things, or, or maybe you're daydreaming. You're drifting off when you should be working, and instead, you find yourself fixated on these thoughts. And often, these thoughts are about what's wrong. We often get caught up in this negative web of thoughts. Some years ago, I had a client who came into my office, and I was listening to her and she was telling me all of these opinions she was having. And they were, they were really strong opinions and mostly negative about other people. And, and she was going on and on about their motivations and their, their thoughts. And then she was talking about her own motivations. And she was talking about all these things that were running around in her head until I mentioned that they were running around in her head. And she said, no, 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 there's nothing going on in my head. And I said, oh, you've got lots of thoughts going around your head. You, all these thoughts are creating your reality, and she said, "Oh no, that's not at all the case. That this is what's really going on. This is real, not not what I've imagined." And so the next week she came back because I had only asked her to do one thing: ask her to notice the thoughts running through her head. That's it. That was a simple exercise: notice the thoughts running through your head. And she came back furious with me. I said, "What are you so upset about?" And she said. I didn't realize how noisy my head was until you brought it to my attention. And now I can't help but hear. And I said, oh, great, because now we are one step closer to you figuring out how you keep getting your life in such a confusing place, how you stay at such a frustrated level and and, an anxious level and a depressed level. That's the nature of thoughts. You see, what happens for us is that we, we do something with thoughts. We confuse thinking with reality. We start assuming that the thoughts that are in our head are reality. As I say to you right now, a thought's a thought. That's what it is. A thought is a thought. You're probably going, well, of course it is. But on a day-to-day basis, hour by hour, we forget that. We think something about somebody else. We make an assumption about what that other person is thinking, and we act on that thought. Not wondering whether it's true or not. We just assume that to be the case. Since I spend a lot of time working with couples who are in trouble, I happen to see this on a regular basis where they are constantly believing the worst is going on in the mind of their spouse when often it's not the case at all. So I recognize that part of what happens in our daily life is that we assume that a thought in our head is a reality in our life. So how we are thinking creates how we are feeling. Sometimes people will tell me that they've, they've always gone under, up under the assumption that their, their feelings are just there, that you know, the feelings are real and the feelings are representing the reality of the world and they forget that there's another filter between our feelings and the outside world and that is our thoughts. How you are thinking about something will lead you to feel a certain way and if you don't believe me, we can do a little thought experiment. If I were to ask you to make yourself angry, really angry, not just a little bit angry but really angry, what would you do in order to get there? Now before you do it if I ask you to make yourself sad, really sad, I mean like tears coming out of your eyes sad, what would you do to do that? This is what actors do on a regular basis. You know, whatever's going on in their scene, since they cut them in little pieces, that whatever's going on in that scene, they have to imagine themselves being really, really sad. And and, and if they're trying to create the tears, they think of something that made them really, really sad and allow that to capture them. They allow the thought to make them feel that certain way. If I ask you to make yourself happy, what would you do? Well, if you're like everybody else, the way you make yourself angry or sad Or happy, if I asked you to do that, is to think a thought. To think a thought about the last time you felt that way. Maybe even further back. If you really, really, really wanted to get angry, maybe you think back a while back on something that really happened really big. Or if you really, really, really wanted to get really, really, really sad, you'd think back on some major loss in your life. And the same with happy. Now, I will tell you, I used to do this in conferences and and in speaking engagements with people, and I would ask them to do the anger exercise, because anger is so easy to catch. The problem is that once I started that exercise, I would have a room full of angry people, and they, they had a hard time letting go of that, because that's kind of what happens. You know, once a thought captures us and makes us feel a certain way, we tend to dwell on that. We tend to wrap ourselves around that thought and and that feeling, and we get stuck there. That's the nature of thoughts. So whatever you're thinking about can lead you to feel a certain way. The mind has this huge role in what it does in our life. Your mind is designed to create thoughts. So what I'm saying today is not that thoughts are bad. I'm just reminding you that thoughts are thoughts. That's what they are. And our mind is really good at creating these thoughts. That's, that's what our mind does. That's what our mind does best. And some of those thoughts are really, really, really useful. And some are really not useful. They're unhelpful. They're unhealthy in certain ways. And that's the mental mistake that we make. The mental mistake is that we, whatever is popping in our head, that thought, we believe that since it's in our head, since we're thinking about it, it must be A, important and often be real. Sometimes we think that just because there's a thought that pops there, we've got to follow it. I can tell you that because I live it in my own life. You know, I'm sitting down to write an article, and a thought will pop into my head that I ought to go do something, and I'll get up and go do it. And I'll be doing a project, and a thought will come up, and I ought to go do something, and I'll do it. I remember years ago, I had a very kindly professor who wrote book after book in his career, And I was struggling to get my writing done. And I was meeting with him in frustration that I just couldn't get it written. And he said, I can tell you how to write it. And I said, okay, I'd love to know your secret. He said, okay, here's the secret to how you write it. You take a big bottle of glue, dump it in the seat in the library, sit down in it, and get going. His point was, don't get distracted by all those other things. (laughs) One of the other professors sitting right beside him said, why don't you do this? why don't you keep a pad beside you and you write down the thoughts that come into your head while you're writing because those are your your mind's way of trying to distract you away from that. And so you write it down and, and when you write them down, once you get to a certain number, maybe five or 10 different things you've written down, go do that one, but don't do the others. Pretty soon, my mind got tired of throwing those thoughts in my head uh, because they weren't getting serviced, and that's what happens is we service our thoughts, and we, we put energy into those thoughts. I like that phrase, entertaining your thoughts, because we're kind of, it's like we're doing a little, little show for the thoughts. It builds up a lot of energy around those thoughts, and so when we entertain our thoughts, we give them lots of energy and lots of room to grow, but that's where we get into trouble. So the two mistakes we make, the two mental mistakes, is that thinking, the thought in your head, is A, important, and B, real. It might be important. Might be important. It may just be a little flash in your head, just a thought that's running through, but it's certainly not real. You may even be thinking about real events that doesn't make that thought real. Remember that memories, as they pop up, really are thoughts from the past that we've just brought into the present. And it's kind of fun when we reminisce about something, we can think about good times. But a lot of times, instead of reminiscing and having a good time, we bring up the bad thoughts and we keep reminding ourselves about, you know, that other time, that time that things didn't go so well. And we get fixated on that, which, remember, leads back to that, that process of feeling. And so it depresses our feelings and we start feeling down because a thought popped into our head. Remember the, this one basic fact. Some thoughts serve us and are useful. Other thoughts harm us and are useless. And it's the same thing in either one, they're just thoughts. The same thought that dreamed of a high skyscraper is the same kind of thought process that went into somebody dreaming on how to take that skyscraper down. The same thoughts about how to get to peace, it's the same process that leads us to war. There's are still thoughts, perceptions about these outside events that we're bringing in and making real in our lives. Now, don't misunderstand me. It's not that I think that thoughts are worthless. On the contrary, I spend my days in thoughts. I do writing and podcasting about ideas and thoughts. But I try to make sure that my focus is on the helpful thoughts. And part of what I've tried to get away from is believing that there are the right and wrong thoughts as much as helpful and unhelpful thoughts. Which leads us to the tool for today. The tool for the day is Thought Awareness and it's simply raising your awareness of a thought being just that. So now on your piece of paper I want you to draw two points and put a line between them straight across the page so you'll have a horizontal line across the page and that horizontal line will have a dot on each side. On the left-hand dot, I want you to write down thought as reality. Thought as reality. On the other end, I want you to write down thought as a thought. Thought as a thought. Those are the two ends of the spectrum in our understanding of thoughts. On one end, Someone might believe that if it pops into their head, it must be real, must be important, and must be looked at. On the other end, on the right-hand side, are the people who recognize that a thought pops into their head and it's just a thought. That's all it is. Whether they want to give it energy or not is a secondary question. But they've already realized that it's just a thought. Now, notice that. Sometimes you'll have a thought and you'll realize that you need to put some energy into it. But before you get to that place, we have to recognize that it really is a thought. So most of us live somewhere in the bell curve in the middle. And part of what happens in our lives if we're working towards thriving is that we move towards the right. So that more and more often we recognize that the thought is just a thought. Now I'll give you a little clue. When you're tired, when you're upset... As, as uh, many people in addictions would t- talk about, the HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you are more likely to fall in the trap. That's the HALT analogy. Remember that. HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When you are experiencing any of those, you will have a harder time staying to the right. You'll move towards the left. When you're tired, a thought, thought pops into your head and you immediately start responding to it. When you're angry, every thought seems more real. When you're lonely all by yourself and you just have those thoughts dwelling in you, you're going to make them more real. When you're tired, this is the big one. When you're tired, when the resources are tapped out, it's harder to distinguish that that thought is just a thought. At the far end, the far left, that's psychosis. People who are psychotic believe that every single thought that pops into their head is reality. That's the nature of that. I remember the years I worked uh, doing evaluations in emergency, emergency psychiatry. That was one of the realizations I had is that the thought was popping into somebody's head. And they were assuming it was real, so they would go through these scenarios and they were usually paranoid scenarios of who was listening in on them, who was spying on them, the helicopters hovering just over the ridge. All of those pieces were coming because a thought popped into their head and they could not distinguish the thought from reality. So that's at the far end. At the very far end of the right hand side would be somebody who is always aware that a thought is a thought, and that's a very rare person, if anyone. We all struggle somewhere in there, and so our task in life is simply to keep moving up the spectrum closer and closer to recognizing a thought as a thought. So, how to use this in daily life? The first thing is. Maybe you're already going, oh, okay, I see where I get wrapped up in my thoughts, so now I can recognize the thought as a thought. But let me give you another way of thinking about this. Think about your emotional life as a barometer. It's a barometer of your thinking. Every year we go to the beach. My parents have a barometer in the hall of of their home at the beach, and that barometer lets me know about the weather. So I can go in and I can look at the barometer and I can guess on what's coming our way. When I first get there, I look and I set it so that the steady needle is over the barometer needle. The barometer is showing the pressure, pressure of the, what's, what's in the atmosphere. And so if I set it the same, then I can see if it changes and the barometric pressure will change. So if the pressure is the same as where it is, let's say we get there on a good, pretty day and I set the marker, and the next day I get up and it's either there or above, I know that we're in for good weather. And so we can go about our day not worrying about things. We can just go have a good day at the beach. But if I see that it's below my marker needle, then I recognize that it's likely that bad weather is coming our way. The low pressure is coming our way. And the bad weather means that we might need to change plans. Maybe we need to go to the mall. Maybe we need to go to a movie. Maybe we need to be more attentive to our environment. So the barometer in, uh, in, in weather is the same kind of thing as our emotions. So let's say I get up and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm having a good day. Not much is going on. I'm feeling high, high pressure, right? I'm feeling good. The barometer reading is high on my emotions. I'm not saying that there are emotions that are right and wrong as much as there are higher and lower emotions. And I generally like to have higher emotions of being happy, joyful, contented, gratitude, those, those emotions. So if my emotions are there, if my emotional state is there, I don't need to worry about my thoughts. They're doing just fine. So, I don't need to be focused on is that thought real? I just recognize that whatever's going on, those thoughts are helpful. I'm moving in a positive, helpful direction. But what if I get up and I'm feeling angry, upset, jealous, frustrated? Then I need to ask one simple question What am I thinking about? What's driving my thoughts right now? And if I can think about that one thought, what am I thinking about? I always realize that I've gotten focused on a thought and confused that thought with reality. I've shifted to the left on that scale. And my task is to shift to the right to get to a place where I'm feeling more and more uh, clear that that thought is just a thought. And generally just realizing that the thought's a thought is enough to begin to shake it loose. So let's go through a little process of how you can begin to understand and and release those thoughts as they come to you. Because there are going to be times when the barometer is reading low on your your thought scale, on your emotional scale, and those thoughts are feeling much more real. So the first thing is simply to say, okay, that's a thought. To just recognize a thought's a thought. Just by doing that, it takes you one step away from that process. It takes you one step away from believing that thought is real. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's enough to shake you loose and, and you, you watch your, the barometer automatically go up. Your feelings automatically get to at least flat, right? At least neutral. But what if that doesn't happen? Well, then you want to shift away from that thought. Shift your focus or defocus away from that thought. And what I notice is that once I realize there's a thought going on in my head, sometimes I can just kind of look away. Just let it go. Just kind of let it drift to the side and not pay attention to it. I think of it like a leaf falling from the tree and just kind of landing on the stream and being washed away. That's That's just the thought coming and passing along. So that's a useful piece just to kind of make sure that once you've realized it's a thought that you shift your focus, that you defocus away from that thought. Just kind of look the other way from that thought. It'll pass. But what if it doesn't? Then you remember to breathe. Belly breathing is an important part. We'll talk about this in other tools. But you want to breathe from deep in your belly. Work to release it just so you kind of release your hold on that. And once you breathe a little bit, because a lot of times when we get anxious, when we get frustrated, when we get angry, we start breathing kind of shallow and in our chest. So once you've changed that, the the fourth thing to do is to just decide to let it pass. In other words, don't play with it. So you can't shift your attention away. It's still there and it's still running around, but just try to let it pass. Just try to let go of it and let it, let it pass on its way. Let's say that doesn't happen. Well, then I want you to do two things simultaneously. Imagine in your mind's eye a stop sign. And at the same time, imagine you're yelling in your head, stop, stop. Now, be careful because, you know, if you're around other people, you don't want to do this out loud. You just want to do it as a way, a mental cue for yourself to stop that thought. So imagine that stop sign. Yell in your head, mental head, stop, and continue doing that until the memory just lets go. Well, let's say that doesn't happen. Then you find a way of distracting yourself. Find something else that engages your mind a little bit, that makes you think about it. Maybe you read some fiction that's engaging, or, or maybe you go for a walk where you're seeing lots of things, or, or maybe you go for a run that gets you to concentrate on something else, or maybe you work on a puzzle or, or something else that breaks the, the rhythm of that. Here's what you do all along, though. Whenever you're willing to take those steps, you are acknowledging that that thought is just a thought. it's a thought. Now, there are great thoughts, so don't think that you have to dispose of every thought. But remember that every thought is a thought, not reality. Your tool for today is that spectrum, to recognize that you're somewhere on the spectrum, and your task is to continue to remind yourself that the thought is a thought. If this has been helpful, you might find more help in my book Thrive Principles. It's my latest book and you can find more about that at thethriveprinciples.com. thethriveprinciples.com. It's 15 strategies to help you build a thriving life no matter what's coming your way. So check that out at thethriveprinciples.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life.